0: Purple Daily listeners, Purple Daily business owners, Federated is here to help you. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor
1: of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL.
0: Get in the know, non-stop Viking Star. It's purple daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
1: They, they have the recipe, Diana. What they need is is consistency throughout the regular season so they can get that seeding. I mean, I was there, uh, you were there too, in New Orleans the day that they beat the Saints in the playoffs last year. It was a stunning upset and an incredible performance by them. But then the next week they end up in San Francisco. You can't win too many of those games in a row, those road playoff games. But, uh, yeah, they've been able to keep the defense pretty well together. I'm not sure how much longer that lasts. They believe in Mike Zimmer, and obviously extending his contract proves that. And it's time for Purple Daily. I'm Zolgad. Courtney Cronin, ESPN, who covers the Vikings, as always, on Friday, joins us. Declan Goff, producing. Uh, And, and Courtney, let's start off there. Zim Uh, gets a three-year contract extension that we uh, find out about this week. It's yet to be announced officially by the team. mm -hmm. Here's my starting point for you. Why do you think it took so long? Like, do, do you think there was a decision being made here? Do you think that it was always sort of a formality that was going to happen? What's your personal belief on why this took until just before training camp was scheduled to start?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, typically we've seen these things with the Vikings go right up until training camp. So that's one one theory. Um, I think a global pandemic uh probably has something to do with that too, just with league business getting pushed back and, you know, why we haven't heard anything about a contract extension for Dalvin Cook and why they've honestly been slow playing so much. But you know, those are two things. But I also think that just from what I know, um, I remember starting a report on this back in January when I heard like kind of what was being brought to the table from the Zimmer camp of like wanting, you know, a multi-year extension. Yes, he got it. But like the number I had heard was a four-year extension that was initially proposed, which would take him by a time, I think he'd be about 68 when he finishes that and he wants to coach until he's about 70. So um, obviously what we know now is that it's, you know, likely a three-year extension and that takes until he's 67 years old. I mean, that's, you know, potentially this could be where he rides out the rest of his career if he wins a championship and where he retires eventually. So, um I think it probably just like in terms of like, you know, the length and all of that and, you know, ownership really needing to figure out if this was the direction that they wanted to go. I don't think this was as simple as saying, "Yep, uh, you know, great season 2019, let's follow it right, let's run it back in 2020." I think they really had to think about the direction that they were going here because Like we've reported, there were people in that building um, who would have been, you know, happy seeing Kevin Stefanski take over the role as head coach and keeping the Kubiak system in place on offense and seeing it change. And there's other people in that building who are staunch zimmer believers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there was a little bit of, you know, I wouldn't say friction, but I think there's definitely some, you know, divide in opinion uh, just on the direction of the team. but. You know, at the end of the day, the Wolves say, we want more of the same. And more of the same in their mind is going to take them to win a Super Bowl. They bought this team, you know, more than 15 years ago now in 06. And, you know, they haven't won a Lombardi trophy yet. And I know there are a lot of people who say, well... You know, Zim's been here for this is the seventh season. Like now or never. Well, it took Andy Reid twenty-one years to win a Super Bowl. I'm just saying, it's and not some um,
1: and, and two places.
0: You're right. Yes, like and it's hard. Like Mike won a Super Bowl in Dallas in '95, and I remember when we were talking to him during the week leading into the NFC Championship game. Like he told his players, "Just you don't realize how hard it is to get back here every year. It is so difficult." So I mean, I. I think that it could happen um, within the length of this contract. I'm not sure, but um, you know, they definitely gave him at least the flexibility of time to figure it out because you're in a situation now with the roster revamp and having like, if they, if he would have gotten a one-year extension, Judd, um, that would have like basically what he got the last time around when they picked up his option through 2020, um, you know, for for somebody like that who kind of can bring a little bit of leverage to the table and say, Hey, the third winningest coach in franchise history, took you to the playoffs last year of taking you to the playoffs three times in six year. You gotta, you gotta give me a little bit more than a year to make this thing happen.
1: Is Rick Spielman next now? I, I think so. Makes perfect I th- sense. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, and everybody I've spoken with said that they anticipate it happening. Um, and that, you know, if, in, if indeed it does happen, which we all kind of expect that it would be linked up with Zimmer just because, that's the way it's been since Zimmer arrived in '14, and uh, like it or not, for both of them, they are linked to each other for the rest of their careers. Um, they've built something here in Minnesota. They want to see it through. Um, they've made some really tough and really, you know, franchise-altering decisions here, mm-hmm. uh, with you know, bringing Kirk Cousins in. I mean, they will be linked to him forever. But like we said, you know, if it's a three-year extension, like we all believe it is. Zimmer's contract goes beyond when Kirk Cousins contract does. So that's a really important thing to note there. And Spielman if they line him up could be the same so where they if if it this doesn't work out with Kirk Cousins over the next few years they can try one more time before the leash is probably run out.
1: Okay, you just opened up the Pandora's box that I absolutely love. All right. So, so I mean this is this is the intrigue, right? Mm-hmm. So Zimmer is 64. He's now yeah. got a contract essentially through his age 67, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spiel, Spielman's probably done contract wise or, or it's going to get done. But the cousin, the fly in the ointment of cousins, what do you think the Vikings are? thinking here as far as that goes because let's say cousins let's say it doesn't work and let's not say he's bad let's just say it doesn't work you don't win a super bowl and mike's still saying hey i'm 67 68 blah 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 i can win a super bowl Courtney, what do you do quarterback wise here? Because, you know, if this is going to be Mike, he's going to he's going to tell at that point in time, if Mike is still here, he's going to tell the Wills and he's going to tell Rick, go get me a quarterback quickly. Like, go get me the Brett Favre of right now. Right. But the reality of is, is if this doesn't work, there's a very good case to be made that you want to build your quarterback position by going to find one long term. Perhaps you you have a bad year and get a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. What's the intrigue of the conversation and the potential palace coup at TCO Performance Center going to be like at that point? Because I could see very differing sides and real disagreements about how you fill the quarterback position post Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you go and get Aaron Rodgers like after 2020? I'm sorry. What, like 20- I'm sorry.
1: What did you just say? <laughs>
0: I know. I just pulled a Zulgad. Um, <laughs> go get you. Go get Aaron Rodgers in 2023, and you try to do what you did in 2009 with Brett Favre. Um, I mean, that's an option, but I think that there are going to be people who would look at that saying, "Hey, it's now or never," because by that point, you know, Adam Thielen is 33, 34 years old. Um, you I mean you've got you know probably Justin Jefferson just about entering you know his prime, but. You know, where's Neil Hunter at in his career? Where's uh you know, where your cornerback group? You know, is Harrison Smith still playing at that point? Like there's there's so much there that is unknown that, you know, I think if you are in a full rebuild or if you are conceding at that point, then everybody's probably not gonna be around for much longer anyways. But if the quarterback still is what you believe is the missing piece, yeah. I think you go with the veteran on the market and you know Hell, maybe that's Dak Prescott at that point. Who knows? Like, maybe it's Dak. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's Russell Wilson. Because a lot of those guys come due 2023 um, in free agency. It's a great year for quarterbacks. So intriguing to say the least. But, I, you know, if they're not on the same page, then then that's going to be a problem. Because it took them a while to get on the same page about Kirk Cousins yeah, what, initially.
1: What's your sense currently right now? Of the feeling in that building as far as Mike goes, like how, how much do, do we think now with the uh, with the loss in the playoffs uh, several months behind us at this mm-hmm. point, Courtney, how much do you think there is a feeling that Mike is the right guy versus the people that don't? Because to your point, there were definitely people after that playoff loss really? who said... Stefanski would be great, but I just don't think that Mike is the right fit in 2020. And and then, of course, there's the whole conversation about coaching shelf lives and has his message gotten old. What's your current thought from people you talk to about how many pro Zimmer people there are in Egan?
0: Well, I think it's probably still split because I do think that there were people who were wanting to see Stefanski, who's a homegrown talent and see an offense, you know it kind of felt like last year was the first time the offense was ever in the spotlight. And for good reason. Um And Zimmer's very adamant. That they're going to still win with defense. And that's hard to do in today's league. I'm not saying he can't do it. I think he certainly can, but like, I think that there are people who are ready to see those tides turn to where they, where instead of going against the grain, they're going, you know, with more of like what the NFL is doing currently, but you know, Fortunately for Zimmer, he found a marriage and get with Gary Kubiak that Gary believes in what Mike believes in. Gary's a Super Bowl winning coach. Gary has made Mike a better coach, and I think that there are a lot of people who think that this marriage is what is going to take them to the promised land because Gary's in charge of the offense. Mike doesn't have to worry about it. He doesn't have to, you know. It's the first time ever that he hasn't made comments or you know been frustrated with his offensive coordinator. Kubiak has been you know, probably the best thing to happen to Mike at this part of his career. Um, I think that people think it's kind of almost like a joint thing too. Like it'll be good for the overall health. It's not that, you know, it's not that anybody doubts his defenses are good, but it's always have, it's always been, well, can you win, you know, can your defense, can your offense bail your defense out if it needs it? And, you know, I think he finally found a spot where he's found, he has a trusted voice and somebody that he really believes in to make that happen if it needs to.
1: So Mike believes that Gary can be successful and win. How much yeah. do you think that Mike believes that Kirk can? And now I get the point that there is is a guy now between Mike and Kirk. Mm-hmm. And so Gary, That's and Gary is sort of the parent then, right? Or, or the parent that likes Kirk. And so he takes care of Kirk. But do you think that Mike has convinced himself that Kirk can not just be good? Because statistically, again, you know, for the thousandth time, Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. statistically is good. Do you think that Mike in his heart believes that Kirk Cousins can be the guy who who helps hoist Mike and Gary off the field after the last game in Tampa this season? Um, and I'm not talking about the game against Brady and the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know, to be honest with you. I think that there are it's not as simple as like, yes, he believes in it because he's here. He wants to be here long term. I think that, you know. I don't ever think Kirk was his first choice. I mean, he wanted Teddy when they were going through all those quarterbacks in that off season meeting in February, 2018, he wanted Teddy and the medical, what they were hearing just didn't match up. So I don't know if Kirk's ever truly been his guy, but he can get behind it if it works. And it's like, you know, he wants to run the ball. So Dalvin cooks his guy too. Um, I'm sure that if Mike Zimmer were in charge of the contracts and, you know, for players, he would have already signed Dalvin cook to an extension to make this whole thing work. But um, I don't know if he. I think that he. No, I don't. It sounds so crass, but it's not that he just like tolerates Kirk. But you know, find me a better. I think he tolerates.
1: I think he tolerates quarterbacks. No, I think you're right. I think he does. I think the
0: right word, but that's kind of how it feels.
1: No, I think you're right. I think he tolerates beyond his guy, and Teddy was his guy, no questions. Um, beyond his guy, Courtney. I think that's the perfect word, though. I think he. I think he sees, and and this might be the problem. I think that Mike Zimmer sees quarterbacks as the necessary evil to success while really wanting to believe that it's the defense. And I think there was probably okay. a time, right? There was probably a time in this league where you could say, I can get behind that. Now it's not perfect, but I can do it. My doubt is in 2020 if you can do that. Like I yeah. And and look, Case Keenum for the most part in 17 gave Mike a season from God, right? An absolute yeah. gift. Like you watch that and you're like, I, I cannot believe this. And I think most coaches would have shaken their heads and been like, it, this is great. Look at what case is doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And Mike never enjoyed it. And, and no, so, he never
0: fully bought in. I think because it no, felt like luck every single week. And it was, for, it
1: was, but I think your entire. word is right. I think he tolerates it. And I guess my question, big picture right now is, Can you be a successful coach in this league while tolerating a position that is of the utmost importance, not just sort of important? It might be the most important in all sports.
0: Yeah, um, you got to buy into it, right? Or you have to at least have somebody who's over on the other side of the ball, i.e. a Gary Kubiak, that you trust to get the most out of that position. Like, if you are not fully bought into it, and and there are definitely, you know— us against them type mentality. I mean, I've heard from people within the organization in years past that that's sometimes when things are not great, it, that's how it becomes and us against them a defense versus offense. And um, I'm not saying it's always like that, but like when the going gets tough, you kind of figure out like who's in your corner and, you know, with, with quarterback play, when things are good, you know, I think that Mike is, you know, very complimentary of Kirk and, you know, very proud of Kirk for what he's done. I mean, you think about that stretch of four games there in October, albeit against like the Giants, Lions, uh, and Redskins—excuse me, the Washington football team. Um, but and like, that's
1: what you shall call them for 2020—the Washington, yeah. Fo- the its.
0: The its, um, but yeah. I mean, like he, you know, tolerating quarterback play doesn't sound like the right thing to do, right? It's the most important position no. in all of sports, but if it can get you by, and if you can rely on your bread and butter, which they are going to try to win with defense. That is what this is proclaimed. I mean, he's had, you know, they finished top five in scoring defense, you know, two years in the last five. They were number one in 2017. Like, they've been no lower than ninth since 2015. Like, that's a pretty good mark, too. Like, that's the one that you want to kind of judge how good defense actually is. That's, that unit is so strong. And even with all this turnover, he now has the luxury of time to rebuild it and blow it up in places that he didn't like it, like the secondary and the cornerbacks Mm -hmm. to say, hey, we can still do it my way as long as the quarterback can hold up his end.
1: So what I I believe it's five defensive starters from 2019 are gone. Nine guys, right from that side of the ball. Okay, take take me down this path then with with no OTAs, mini camps, training camp is going to be incredibly weird um right now probably no preseason games privately so if you pumped him full of of wine and truth serum and Mike came clean and sat down and said Courtney Mm -hmm. I'm going to be truthful as I could possibly be which ordinarily I wouldn't be what do you think he thinks about the chances of this defense being really good from day one because I'm not saying they can't be good and I'm not saying they're destined to fail but my god if I can't get my guys on the field basically and that's, yeah. and that's my bread and butter. And by the way, cornerbacks are my favorite thing. And these guys are not going to have experience um, for, aside from a guy like Mike Hughes or some Holton Hill. Mm-hmm. What do you think he thinks of this defense right
0: now? I think you could argue, I guess if you're looking at it from like a glass half full approach, that they've been here before. So they came in 2014. They took over the league's worst defense and by you know, middle of the season, the defense wasn't so bad. And it was probably actually the strength of that team. You can look at it from that perspective, but I also think that Mike's a realist and says, you know, especially with the contract, I need time to make this thing work. So, you know, therefore you're not going to turn around a past defense that, you know, I think they're 15th last year, I and mean, they struggled. And a lot of that, you know, is because he had to take away Xavier Rhodes. He had to take away Trey Wayne. He had to start over at those two positions. Um, and now you have a really young core of cornerbacks where we know in previous years, cornerback development doesn't typically happen until about year three in the NFL, at least in Mike Zimmer's defense. Yes. Same, same for the last two guys that I mentioned. Mike, uh, um, Mackenzie Alexander was one of those guys too. Mike uses the anomaly. Like he looked really good as a rookie. I'm curious, you know, we'll never know what that would have been, but I think that Zim realizes there have been several all in type moves made with this franchise um obviously his contract is an all in type move Kirk's contract extension was an all in type move but then you have to dial that back and say okay while those are happening we still have a roster revamp going on with the entire defense right now mm-hmm. and you have to be realistic to think you can't you know if you win this year if you go 10 and 6 you make the playoffs whatever it's kind of gravy on top of everything else because you have to win in 2021. You are built for the future. I mean, take a look at what they did with their draft class this year. Like everything that they're doing right now is building for 2021 and beyond. So, the ex he's he's kind of built this and walked it back to show you, hey, the expectations are not nearly as high as they could have been in 2020 mm-hmm. and therefore the pressure to win this year is kind of off them.
1: And I I think In some ways, if you're Mike, I think the pandemic might be a break because of what you just Mm -hmm. said, too, because now you you can go in and make a very good case to your bosses to what you just said. If I make the playoffs in 20, I'm really damn good. Yeah. But but 21 and 22, we go back up. And so because if if the pandemic does not hit right, guys are still gone. Like Rhodes is still gone and Wayne's is probably yeah. still gone. And then I, I think there's an inherent pressure that, that after the uh, OTAs, camps, blah, 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 that you step in in 2020 and the new guys hit the ground running and that, you know, if, if there's not immediate success, it's like, well, why not? Now you yeah. could say we had no time. So I think if you're zim, the pandemic almost helps your case to say 2020 is gravy and 2021 will be back.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think you're that's right. Per- that's perfectly it. I mean, they he bought himself time and a lot of coaches don't get that luxury of time. Like you may get a two year extension, um, you know, one in one essentially, if like, you know, they have one that has your option. But I think three years for him is exactly what he needs to get this thing done. And if he can't get it done in that time frame, then maybe it's time to move on at that point. But he now has the benefit of not having to go all in and go nuts this year, and the pressure being on them, and just having to rely on so many rookies. I mean, it's not just Jeff Gladney; it's you know it's Justin Jefferson. You know, does Ezra Cleveland have to play? Does Cam Dancer have to play? Or are you relying on you know James Lynch to take over a three technique spot as a rookie, and he's kind of undersized and he's never played that spot? Like, I mean, it's just so much like uncertainty. But they are built for the future, which is why his contract I think reflects that too.
1: Great stuff. Purple Daily is the show. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Zolgad, Declan Goff, producing. Uh, we will talk to you soon as the Vikings, at least we think, are about to start training camp.